ان الله ملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا مولانا محمد وصحبه وبارك وسلم وقد قال تبارك وتعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وتنذروا نفسكم ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله ان الله خبير بما تعملون صدق الله العظيم ومستشكل لازم بذل الاسلام we are speaking about those actions that will assist us after we pass away and we have spoken in detail about the hadith of nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam when a person will not be able to move until he is asked five questions in another hadith nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentions idha istama'al idha istama'allahu al-khalaiq that when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will gather all of insan nada munadin ayna ahlu al-fadl that a caller will call out and will say that we are the people of virtue fayaqumu nasun fayantaliquna ila al-jannah sira'an a group of people will wake up and they will go into jannah very very quickly fatalaqahum al-malaika the malaika will meet them and they will ask them and they will tell them that we knew that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put you into jannah very very quickly so these people will say nahnu ahlul fadl we are the people of virtue so the malaika will ask them ma fadlukum what is your virtue and this is what i wish to speak about today that they replied that when we were harmed in any way idha zulimna sabarna when we were harmed in any way then we adopted patience and when we were hurt idha usina afona and when we were hurt in any way then we overlooked the person and we forgave the person this is one quality unfortunately is missing in the ummah today and when we look into the life of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that is the quality of forgiving and this was there was no other human being besides nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam whose akhlaq and whose character was so complete than nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam there's no one every person you will find that if he is excelling in one quality he will there's another there's some deficiency in something else but he's not a good father someone may be having the best of akhlaq but as far as his rights to allah as far as his salah and his ibadat is kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was that human being who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him perfection in every aspect wa innaka ala khuluqin azim allah says and amongst the many qualities one of the qualities was the quality of forgiveness now there's too many incidents to speak about the forgiveness of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam we just going to speak about a few just in the eighth year nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam had intended kama and invade makkah al mukarramah with the permission of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the first test that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went through was when he was about he made all the plans he did everything in the quiet the people of makkah did not even know he was coming and before he could leave jibril ali salatu salam comes to nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam that one has divulged your secret and he has sent a message to the people of makkah and this is the place he has sent a message with a lady and she is in a certain place and you can make your preparations to catch her in whichever nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam called as ali radhiyallahu anhu as a migdad bin aswad and another sahabi radhiyallahu ta'ala anhum and he told him that this lady will be in a certain place you need to go and catch her she has got a letter with her anyway the sahaba reached there 
and you bring the lady back and you bring the letter back. And when the Muslim opened the letter in clear words, Min Hatib ibn Abi Bal, words of the Sahabi's name is written Hatib ibn Abi Bal. The Muslim very tolerant, very cool. The Muslim said, call the Sahabi. Umar Anu, in that rage, he said, there is some, there's no need to call him. The man betrayed you. They just give me the permission and I will behead him. The Muslim said, hold on, calm down Umar. And the Sahabi says, Ya Rasulullah, hear me out. Ana Muslimun, martaddu wa la kafartu. Ma kafartu wa la, la ma kafartu wa martaddu wa tu. I am not a kafir. I am not, I have not renegated from Islam. I am a true Muslim. I am a lover of Islam. But I've been overtaken by sentiments for my family. My family are still living in Makkah al-Mukarramah. I thought if I do some good to the to the kuffar of Makkah, maybe they will see to my family. They will not harm them, harm them in any way. So, Ya Rasulullah, my intentions were good. I know I've made a mistake. I try to divulge your secret to the people of Makkah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made my plan fail. Ya Rasulullah, I accept I made a mistake. Nabi Sallallahu told the Sahaba Ranhum, I have forgiven him. And look at what a grave mistake he made. But Nabi Sallallahu knew that he was sincere. It was a mistake from his side. Nabi Sallallahu said, I have forgiven him. Then he told all the Sahaba, I have forgiven him, you also forgive him. Now they continue with the journey. And they camped outside. It was the month of Ramadan also, they were fasting. So they broke their fast. And now Abbas radiallahu anhu had already accepted Islam before that. He was deciding to come out from Makkah al-Mukarramah to go to Madinah al-Munawwara to make hijrah. He had already accepted Islam. The Muslim told him, stay in Makkah, you stay there, and you hide your iman, and you tell us what is happening in Makkah. So he was staying in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Now he decided to make hijrah. As he's going out of Makkah, he meets Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa on the way. The Muslim tell him, hold on, right, you had your hijrat, Allah has given you the sabah. Even though you never make physical hijrat, your hijrat is completed, Allah has given you the reward for it, you come back with us to Makkah. Now whilst Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is there, at the outskirts of Makkah al-Mukarramah, his two cousins want to come and meet him. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa from the beginning, he said, no, I don't want to speak to you all. I don't want to speak. Because they had caused a lot of harm to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa when he was in Makkah al-Mukarramah. And even after that, Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala, one of the azwati mutahharat, Radiallahu ta'ala anha tells Ya Rasulullah, they are your cousins. Hear them out. Nabi Sallallahu listens to her, he calls them, he speaks to them, and they made sincere tawbah, and they, sincere forgiveness, they asked for forgiveness, they accepted it with mistakes. Nabi accepted it with pardon, he pardoned them. Like that, so many other people had come, and they asked for pardon for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Nabi forgave them. Then Nabi Sallallahu enters into Makkah al-Mukarramah, all eyes on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now he's entering as a leader. All eyes on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not like the monarchs and the kings and the presidents and the rulers of the, of, of today. May Allah says, إِنَّ الْمُلُوكَ إِذَا دَخَلُوا قَرِيَةً أَفْسَدُوهَا وَجَعَلُوا That the kings of today, they are such that when they, end, when they enter into a town as, as victorious, then they cause all types of corruption in the town. Then even the leaders also that were leaders before, they will disgrace them also. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he enters into Makkah al-Mukarramah. With such humbleness in the riwayat it comes, that his head was lowered to a certain extent that as though he was close to touching the animal's head. 
with such humility that all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has allowed this victory to take place. That all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has allowed me to overtake and overpower this kuffar. That is not attributed to my power, it's not attributed to my, my doings. It's all got to do with the power of Allah. And he enters in that way. He goes to the house of Umm Ayman. He reads his salah, he makes a ghusl. Then he comes to the Kaabatullah, he performs salah. You can imagine the happiness of the Sabranu. So many years after so many years, now they have taken over the Kaabatullah. Now Nabi Sallam performs his two rakah salah, now he gathers all the people. And he tells to the people, that how do you think I will deal with you today? Now they are at his mercy. And each one is telling him, that we have done many things wrong, but we expect at least that you will be kind to us, and you will forgive us. Nabi Sallam said, today I will echo the sentiments of my Ram, La tathriba alaykum al-yawm. When Yusuf was separated from his father because of the evil of his brother that they had done to him, of his brothers that they had done to him, despite so many years of separation, and when he was joined again once more with his brothers, he said, There is no harm, there is no harm I'm going to cost you. Everything is forgiven. Now we know now, Nabi what about Hardships he went through in Makkah to Makarama. Sahabaranu, what were hardships? He's leaving all that aside. Everything is forgiven. Presidential pardon. The presidential pardon was given. All of them are forgiven. Yes, there were 15 to 16 people. They will never be forgiven. Why? Because they had caused a lot of harm to Iman and Islam. Not only to Nabi to the harm of Iman and Islam. Amongst them, I just wish to mention about two. Just to speak about the pardon of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. One of them was Ikrima bin Abi Jal. Abu Jahl, we all know he was the Fir'aun of this Ummah. Fir'aun of this Ummah. What harm he did not cause to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But despite all that, his son now, out of fear that my father caused so much harm to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will never forgive me. He runs away. He's about to board the ship to leave for Yemen. His wife comes to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ummul Harith, she comes and she accepted Islam. She says, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, my husband, my father-in-law was a very bad person, he had done a lot to you. But my husband is very scared. Do you pardon him and do you accept? Now he is one of these people and there was some said he mustn't be pardoned. Now the wife is saying, Ya Rasulullah, do you accept his pardon? There was some said, nahu aminun. He's safe, no work from me, he's forgiven. She runs quickly. And when no Madinat Munawara, she's coming to the port of Jiddah. They didn't have taxis and all that tech. They didn't have planes and all that tech. And now she's coming. He's about to board. The ship, he boards the ship, is leaving for Yemen. Just before they could leave the port, a heavy storm came. Now he turns to his deities and is making dua to his idols. The sailors told him, your idol is not going to help you today. Nothing is going to help you today. Only Allah can help you. As they say, there is no atheist in a sinking ship. There is no atheist in the sea. So that time now, he's thinking to himself, if Allah can save me here in the, in the middle of the ocean, and he's the one that can save me even on land also. So he makes a pledge with Allah. Oh Allah, if you protect me today, then I will go. In our faith, and he ati Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa adahu yadi ala yadihi. That if you give me, if you save me today, then I will go and I will pledge allegiance to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Except Allah saved him, he comes back to the ocean. He meets his wife there. His wife was waiting for him. And she tells him, 
The Nabi has forgiven you. Oh, better person in akhlaq and character than Nabi He comes back to Nabi And he's sitting in front of Nabi says, My wife told me that you have forgiven me. He says, yes, I have forgiven you. But look at the point that in one riwayat he comes. Before he comes to Nabi Nabi said, that I have forgiven him, O Sahaba, you also forgive him. And don't remind him about his fathers. Why? Because when a person is reminded of the dead and the harm of the dead, then he also feels the pain also. Then he comes in front of Nabi Islam and he accepted Iman. And then he fought for Islam. But look at the pardon of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I will end up with one more incident. And the incident of Wahshi, we all know the incident. He had killed the uncle of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu. It comes in the riwayat that Nabi Sallallahu was so sad, he was never sad like that before. He cried so much that he never cried like that before. Nabi Sallallahu said, I will take 70 lives for the life of Hamza. That's how sad Nabi Sallallahu was. Until Allah said, You cannot take 70 lives. One life was gone, you only can take one life. Now one of the people who did not get that pardon was Wahshi, who was a killer of Hamza. He also wasn't allowed. Nabi Sallallahu said, wherever you find him, kill him. But he also knew that Nabi was, he was forgiving. He comes to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Are you Wahshi? He said, Yes, I'm Wahshi. Did you kill my uncle? He said, Yes, I'm You can imagine what was going. Eight years had passed. The wound is still fresh. He says, Oh, Wahshi, explain to me how you killed my uncle. He was mutilated. He was mutilated. Such was his body that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, If it wasn't for my aunt, as a Safiya radiallahu I would have left the body there, but I had to move it. It was... We just couldn't see it. Just couldn't see it. So he asked, explain to me how you feel this. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I can't explain. I can't explain. It's too bad. I can't explain to you how. Then Nabi Sallallahu accepted his toba. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I make toba. I accept, I accept my mistake. Nabi Sallallahu accepted and pardoned him. But Nabi Sallallahu told him, Is it possible in the rewrite of Bukhari? Is it possible that you can just stay away from me? Don't come in front of me. Because when you come in front of me, I think of my uncle. And when I'm going to think of my uncle, you'll be deprived, you'll be deprived spiritually. So you'd rather stay away. So he stayed away from Nabi Islam. He did not come again in front of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he won't be deprived spiritually from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But look at the pardon of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam despite whatever was done to him in the life of Nabi Islam. Unfortunately, today we are keeping grudges in our hearts. We will be meeting the person, we will say with our lips, we have forgiven you. But in our hearts, we haven't forgiven. That grudge is still remaining. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَصْفَحِ الصَّفْحَ الْجَمِيلِ That when you forgive, forgive in a beautiful way. We know what's a beautiful car, we know what's a beautiful house. But do we know what's a beautiful forgiving? Allah says a beautiful forgiving is where you don't even mention about it. And you don't remind the person. And you completely forgive the person. You may draw to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That this is one of the qualities that will assist us in the akhirat. That you forgive the person and do not keep grudges in our heart. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru dawana and alhamdulillah. Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar. Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar. Allahu akbar. Shahabu an la ilaha illallah. Shahabu an la ilaha illallah. Shahabu anna muhammadan rasulullah. شهد أن محمد رسول الله أي على الصلاة أي على الصلاة أي على الفلا أي على الفلا الله أكبر الله أكبر
الحمد لله القائل يا ايها الذين امنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافه ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان انه لكم عدو مبين ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا مولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله الذي ارسل الى الناس كافه بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فيا ايها الناس اوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون فقد قال تبارك وتعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا وقال تبارك وتعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وذروا ما بقي من الربا ان كنتم مؤمنين وقال تبارك وتعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله ان الله خبير بما تعملون وقال تبارك وتعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين صدق الله العظيم بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بالايات والذكر الحكيم انه تعالى جواد كريم ملك والرؤوف الرحيم <تصفيق> الحمد لله القائل والسابقون الاولون من المهاجرين والانصار والذين تبعوهم باحسان رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه وعدلهم جنات تجري تحتها الانهار خالدين فيها ابدا ذلك الفوز العظيم ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا مولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص ما فانه لا يضل الا نفسه ولا يضل الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم محمد رسول الله والذين معه وشدوا على الكفار رحماء بينهم تراهم لك عن سجد يبتغون يبتغون فضلا من الله ورضوانا سماهم في وجوههم من اثر السجود ذلك مثل في التوراه ومثل في الانجيل كزرع اخرج شطعه فازره فاستغلظ فاستوى على سوقه يعجب الزراع ليغيظ بهم الكفار وعد الله الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات منهم مغفره واجرا عظيما وقد قال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فبغضي ابغضهم وخير امتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين 
إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين عالية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمالق مزفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا فلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا إلا من تولى وكفر فيعاب الأكبر إن إلينا عيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله سمع الله من حمده الله الله أكبر الله الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى سيدنا عليه وسلم تقينا الصلاة والسلام على سيدنا المعين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم تقبل علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد حديثنا وهب لنا من ذنبك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الفاصلين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي العاقبة حسنة وقنا ذاب النار اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وامتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة والإيمان اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة إلا قضيت يا رحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك وحبيبك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سألك وحبيبك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم 
ഹൗലിയ